What's going on, brothers and fans? We are back. Andrew and Liam this time. Psalms Frankie. Frankie's actually driving to the airport. Yeah, there's uh, no more fleshy Frank no, on this podcast. No, he's going to, uh, I think he's flying out of Toronto, going straight to Rome, I believe, and he's going to be in Monza next week for he the is. Monza GP. Yeah, he's going to Italy. Uh, Monday, he said he's going to be there. Lucky bastard. So, yeah, that'd be tomorrow. Son yeah. Bitch. But he was able to, I think he was able to like actually watch the race today. Yeah. Dutch Grand Prix just wrapped up. Max Verstappen, back to back champion. Home Grand Prix in front of the big home crowd, the Orange Army. Yeah. He was loving it, eh? Yeah. Oh, dude, he was. It was electric the whole weekend with the flares, especially. Um, pigeons. The pigeons. Yeah. They caused a massive problem. Pigeons are going to be an issue. The best is you just see, like, Russell's driving, and then he's just like, yeah, there's just pigeons on the road. I'm thinking, this guy's just roasting other drivers like that, just calling them pigeons. Okay. So I'm glad but, you said that because I was on Twitter and I was seeing the same thing. Like, people tweeting about pigeons. I'm like, yeah. are they just like, creating this chirp and like just saying they, these drivers are pigeons calling them pigeons lo and behold i see a video and it's legit There's pigeons four on or the five track. pigeons just hanging out just oh my god like ready for a they're death. native they're native to zandvoort death sentence for these guys yeah um but i think there's no pigeon carcasses today no. i don't think so no there were some that actually came close in that f2 uh and that yeah. f2 replay that was nuts maybe like four or five it took four or five cars for the pigeon to move <laughs> you think you'd get it you think you would, you'd get you would it. think you would think. think um where do you start today i mean Yesterday qualifying was pretty electric too. It was coming down to the very last lap for Verstappen. It was a two two one thousandths of a second. Yeah, uh, Leclerc he basically did all he could. Um, yep. In in his lap at uh, his lap attempt there, and he was gutted at the end of there. You see that when he was kind of looking at the timing board. Yes. And he was just like, oh, for fuck's sake! Like that's kind of the, a great depiction of the entire Ferrari season. It has because they've been there so many times, right? Like yep. they. We'll get into the race, but I don't want to get too much ahead right now. But it, again, if it's not the driver's fault, it's the strategy just failing them. So the drivers are basically doing everything they possibly can. 100%. And we'll and say it week in, week out. that Ferrari's strategy, and they've just been letting them down, the drivers down mainly. Yeah, 100%. Like we saw today, like I said, like you said, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. Yeah. But like the unsafe release with signs, like that's just one of the things. Yeah. Uh, and the other, obviously, debacle that they had in the pit lane. Yeah. Um, then they, but they don't have anything to show for it. Like there's like no one that is, has to hold that responsibility on their shoulders. And also just in comparison to what we've seen in years, in years past with Mercedes and Red Bull going toe to toe, there's a vast difference between qualifying pace and race pace with these cars. Oh my God. Like the, the Ferraris were starting on the grid P2 and P3 coming from qualifying from yesterday and they put in like pretty good lap times. I kind of forget what signs was. It was um, a 110. That's, that's where he was. The qualifying, it was like, or it was maybe one eleven. He was really close to the one tens. Okay, and then like we said, <coughs> Leclerc just getting edged out by you know point two of a second. So zero mm-hmm. two, zero two, yeah. So just they're even worse. Their lap times are there um, when it comes to qualifying, but the race pace like today, Ferrari just fell off the board. Yeah, and we and we've known this too. Mercedes in race form is way different than Mercedes in qualifying form. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they said they've been saying all year that the the Mercedes car just picks up on Sunday mm-hmm. and Saturday. I mean, they lack, they have problems running all their tests and everything. Some, I, I, even this week too, with Red Bull, they had a hard time with uh, Max's gearbox failing on Friday. So if the teams are getting rushed like that, then yeah, it's going to kind of throw a wrench into your Saturday. But for Ferrari, they haven't really had a lot of struggles in their practice rounds. They're qualifying. They've always been on top in that. But then once it comes down to Sunday, they just can't deliver. Yeah, they kind of shit the bed when it comes down to crunch time. The most important part of the race weekend, obviously, is Sunday. You build, you do all this work, and you build up to the race. Yeah, but you just can't fucking race. No, it's like it's like on an, it's like um, you know how you get like a weighted thing for school. You have yeah. like you have like your exam is weighted like eighty five percent. Then you have like a test that's eighty or like five percent. And then your assignments are like two percent. Yeah, Ferrari does the two percent and the five percent really fucking. Yeah. Good. but then like the, the biggest chunk of like yes. their. The syllabus yeah. outline is like they just get shit on. Get and you would out. honestly think though, like leading up to Sunday, Sunday has to be the easiest part of of a weekend because it's everything's come together. You've done all the work up yeah. to this point. Now it's just time to to do it. They, they will even in sports. They say practicing harder than you play. Yeah, you practice. Yeah, how you practice, practice how you, you play. play. Yeah, right. But in the case of Ferrari too, it's like, oh, I had a good point. What was I was gonna say, <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. In the case of Ferrari, it's like like we said is correct. They do yeah. everything right in qualifying and practice, but that's those are the things that they can handle on their own. You can't control what happens during the race. No, because exactly. like when you're when you're doing qualifying, you put your car out there with a with a gap to be able to get the best uh, race pace for your own car. 
there's no one in front of you, no dirty air. You can kind of fine tune your car to that. Yeah. When it comes to actual race day on Sunday, it's just chaos because you got 20 other cars or 19 or 18 other cars on the grid, all yeah. fighting for the same spots, and it's like you can't control the chaos on Sunday. No, but I think Ferrari just gets into panic mode when that happens. But this is why the teams have strategists. They have all of these different. Shout out Hannah Schmitz. Yeah, Schmitzy, Schmitzy. What's going on, Schmitzy? Um, but yeah, like this is why they have strategists. Ferrari clearly has a strategy problem, but Schmitzy probably had maybe 25, 30 different outcomes of what the possibility was yeah. right after the safety car for um, or the VSC for Sonoda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bottas safety car was a little was different. Obviously. I, you know, no one expected that. I don't think any of the teams did. But yeah. the VSC, you even saw Yuki. You kind of had maybe two or three laps where you see, okay, the Alpha Terry's having a hard time. Um, clearly, you know, I don't know if it was a tire problem or if it was. They were strapping on his seatbelt at yeah, one point. I don't even know what the actual. I think you know what might have happened. He was on the side of the road or the side of the track, and he was taking his his belt off and everything, and then he got the car oh, back. To get so out he's of the car. like, oh, everything's unstrapped right now. So then he went back to the pit lane. I think this is what happened. That's I don't good point. Know. I, uh, yeah, that's actually pretty And because I remember he, legit. the announcer said, oh, he's, he's a manager, fired it up. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's probably why. He had everything already to get out of the car, ready to go. Good point. Jumped the gun a bit. But um, yeah, so back to the strategy thing. It doesn't seem like Ferrari has, uh, yeah, they may have like A to Z plans, but <laughs> if you can't execute 26 of them it's execution yeah (laughs) it's execution that's what it is and you know you can yeah you can have as many of these plans as many of these possibilities but at the end of the day you know if you're you're calling a guy in to come do a pit lane didn't have his right front tire out still in the garage in the in the blankets oh god such a mess um one of the funny things that crofty said actually in the broadcast was it was right after the team radio came on to signs and he said we can still go we're we're canceling plan c or whatever yeah crofty's like ferrari strategists are going through the alphabet of strategies and they're canceling plan C. That's so like, yes, it's literally the alphabet of strategies. They can get down to plan H, I, J, yeah, K, L, and don't fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter what they're going to do because exactly. like, they just, they can't seem to get it right. And I think there's a stat that, I don't know if it was Leclerc hasn't been on the podium in nine races or he hasn't won in nine races or something like that. I don't think he's been, he, he won in France. Okay. Um, I, I so, I, and that was, was it? It been a, I believe that was four races ago, France. Okay. It was right before that because that was before Hungary. Right. Yeah. 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 So France was the last one before, or sorry, Hungary was the last one before the summer break. Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, Silverstone, nine Austria, or nine um, races since a win. Yeah, probably for Ferrari. Or no, well, no, because they won Silverstone. What did I? What did I say? They won then? Silverstone and they won, um, what's it called? They won that. They won Hungary, Austria. No, they won Austria. They won Austria and, and they, Silverstone back to back. And they won um, France. The one am I thinking of? Because Verstappen won in Hungary from P10. I thought I saw something with a Ferrari stat uh, talking about something with nine races. Like something's been since nine races or something. I, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, nine races. Uh, maybe it was like for starting on the front row or something. Maybe like one, two in the front row. Maybe I, one, I don't two, but I don't know. Clear, like he's definitely been on pole, I think, most times this year. Yeah. Like Leclerc's been the constant. Like Sainz has had his mixed bag of of issues all season. Yeah. Like ranging from you know the car almost exploding mm-hmm. um, in Austria and uh, just obviously strategy issues. Him just not him binning the car just on his own merit and everything. Yeah. Leclerc kind of has been always there. Yes. Like there was the issue where he ran off the track in France. Uh yes. I believe and he yeah. kind of crashed out there and, and I think he's in P one in that yeah in that position. Yep. But other than that, I mean, he hasn't really made many mistakes that we've seen before mm-hmm. in the past. It's he just did, been was it Imola? Issues. He made a mistake in Imola when he went went yes. to the chicane. I, was like, uh, I think he was in the, the chase to go back, and he was probably going to pass for Stappen. He finished P four there. Uh, he went down to like P nine. Lando Lando got uh, podium. I think Lando got P three. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he has made some mistakes, and I guess there's been more costly than others. But for the most part, Leclerc has done his job at Ferrari, and it's just been. This could be the, I know at the beginning of the year there was so much hype with Ferrari because of what they did in testing in Bahrain and Barcelona and how yeah. successful they seem like they're going to be, but it may come down to it again where Red Bull just might have a better car. That's like, at the end of the day, that's kind of what it looks like. If if you're having your qualifying laps within two one thousandths of a second, I would say the cars are pretty even. But mm-hmm. like we said, it all comes down to race day and race form. The Red Bull in race form has just been 
Superior. Unst- unstoppable this year. Superior. And even the Mercedes. Mercedes has been giving Ferrari a run for their money more than Red Bull has so far this year. Uh, yeah, just to go to that, uh, constructor standings. Mercedes is only 30 points back now from Ferrari and the constructors. Yeah. Coming from where the season started with Mercedes and their porpoising issues and like there's complete lack of pace with Hamilton yes. and both Russell like, starting you know P7, P8 some races. Um, I think this is actually a big part due to Russell's success too and what he's been able to do at Mercedes. Yeah, we did, we did roast him. I roast him yeah, last week. You did. You did. Um, it was all me <laughs> and I still think he's a whiny bitch. He is. But, um, but he's a hell of a driver. He is a hell of a driver. Like today, I think... Do you want to do you want to kind of get into the race now? Yeah, we'll jump in. Okay, because I this is kind of leading in with talking about the George Russell role at Mercedes. George Russell made that call on his own to go on the soft tires, which I think is that's pretty badass. He's just it like, is. you know what, guys, everyone's going on softs. I'm coming in right now. Put me on the soft tires. And yeah, you did lose track position. You you gave up Max P two, so you, instead of Max having to pass two Mercedes, he just passed one. And Lewis was evidently a sitting duck. Oh yeah, because. It obviously takes longer to heat up your medium tires and soft tires, especially if they're 13 laps old or whatever it was. I think it was 13 laps or something. Mm-hmm. But they had five or six laps under the safety car, so your tires, are, the tires are cold. George was able to warm up those soft tires, as we saw, and he overtook Lewis in, was it two laps, I believe? Yeah, uh, it was quick. It was quick after yeah. Verstappen overtook Lewis. And I, w- I don't want to say that Mercedes fucked Lewis, I feel like George just made a call that the Mercedes pit wall was like, you know what, that could work. Like, let's do that. And they were still able to secure. I, Verstappen was passing him regardless. Yeah. He was passing Lewis and George. It was going to happen. It was, he had to work a little harder to do it. But at the end of the race, he was, I think he was five seconds ahead of George Russell. By oh, yeah, he pulled race. away like a motherfucker. He did. So uh, it was going to happen. It was inevitable. But I I think that for... Uh, from Mercedes' standpoint, they thought, "Wow, if we have one of our drivers at least on the same compound tire as Max, we have a we have a better chance." But then you see, and then you saw Charles eat up Lewis on the mediums. Lewis could have easily secured a podium if he would have maybe went to softs. If Mercedes did a double stack, but again, this is leading back into Abu Dhabi with their track position. Yep, I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Like they, they obviously kept Lewis out. Well, you well think- we don't want to give up track position, but look, it it worked. You think you it actually you think, was worse for him? You think they learn from their mistakes? Exactly. Like you, you learn more from your fuck ups than you do from your triumphs because you learn what not to do next time. Yeah. Right. So uh, yeah, going back to Abu Dhabi last year, the biggest race of them all. Mm-hmm. Like you said, track position was like the biggest thing. Yeah. Track position, and tire wear was yeah. like the big, you know, outstanding factor in that race. Mm-hmm. And you would think Mercedes would have done that on their own this race and actually like made improvements. Mm-hmm. Like you said again, George Russell, hell of a call, great call, and. I don't think we would have seen the same reaction from Mercedes' team last year if Bottas was the driver because I think they give way more confidence and way more leniency to George Russell. I think so too. Um, but they also know that Lewis isn't fighting for a world championship this year. There's less to lose. There is less to lose. And so if, if they be ballsy, exactly. And yeah, like you, like it said um, last year with the track position, this year with track position. Is there a point where? you actually just say screw it to track position, especially under a safety car, because the pack's already bunched up. You're going to be neck and neck with the guy. Right. You don't have DRS for two laps, two, three laps. It's even for everyone. So at what point do you say, you know what, fuck the track position. Let's just get all on the same set of tires. Everyone has basically an equal advantage. Now it comes down to race pace of the car on its own. Yeah. Well, maybe that's what Red Bull, well, maybe that's what Mercedes was afraid of, because if I think if they did pit Lewis under... The safety car for softs when everyone mm-hmm. else did pit, he would have gave up P1 to Verstappen, I think. Yep. So then it would have been, okay, we're all on softs. Like, I don't think we're going to be able to pass the Red Bull. Yeah. That's probably what they're saying. So they're saying, let's just risk it. Yeah. But by that time, his tires were so chewed up already. It's not. It was a stupid risk on their part. Because you even saw that the Mercedes was very competitive with the Ferrari in terms of race pace today. So but that they, being, but they that could have said, had them covered. But okay, yeah, it's true. But that being said, that Ferrari was not in competitiveness with Red Bull. No, it wasn't. But that if that wasn't. So if they're saying that we're competitive with the Ferrari, that's our comparison. Mm-hmm. They're not competitive. The Ferrari's not competitive with the Red Bull. So that means that the Mercedes aren't competitive with the Red Bull. No. So that must have been in the back of their mind, saying like, okay, if we just can stick out the soft or stick out the medium tires for like mm-hmm. a little bit longer, yep. try and do this, then we can like risk it that way because they knew pitting George, they weren't going to win. No. Well. I, I'm I don't not gonna I think lie. George, I, had, I think George knew too. I, I don't think George. 
knew he was going to win when made, he went on the softs? Yeah, I don't think he made the call saying, get me on the softs because I'm going to win. I think he said, get me on the softs so I can pass Lewis. 100%. But I, if you look in terms Mercedes of like, says, yeah, sure. the race pace for Hamilton today, he was actually matching Verstappen's lap times. He was. Yeah. With uh, with the mediums and Verstappen's softs. So once Max's stops started to fall off, Matt Lewis's mediums, he was starting to gain lap time actually on Max. And they were saying that in order to pass at Sanbort, you need to make up at least, I think, 1.2 seconds a lap or something like that mm. coming out of the pit lane. Okay. And I just remember him saying at, the, at that at the beginning of the race. But it's obviously, it's hard. It's a hard track to overtake, right? It really is, yeah. And the, that being said, like this this race in particular, we knew qualifying, like you said, it was going to be like an intense battle, I think. Yeah. Because, like you just mentioned, it is hard to, to make passing here. But... To make passing. To make passing. Yeah, to make passing. What the fuck am I... To make passes, to make passes at this track, it is difficult to do. (laughs) But, um, so I thought qualifying was kind of going to be like, kind of, I thought it was going to kind of be like a hungry. Yes. Like qualifying is going to be like the tell-all to like, you know, set the tone for the race. Mm -hmm. But then, as we saw, this was probably the most strategic race we've had so far when it comes to tire wear, pit stops, just because when Sonoda made his like blunder, whatever it was, on lap, um. What lap was that? I believe it was like oh, I, lap I didn't put it on thirty. The, I didn't put it on here. It was, I, or it was in the. I think it was lap forty. It was forty something. something. It was forty because something. I remember. Yeah, I, I wrote here lap thirty nine that Red Bull need to make their second stop yeah. because at one point it was just after that. Then. We're just like, is Max going to go on hard? Like, and you just saw Hamilton's lap times. Like he was closing closer, the gap. Closer, it was closer. like at one point he was fourteen seconds. I'm like, well, if he gets released from the pit lanes, he's going to be what seven seconds down from Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And then have to fight through the whole the pack of cars to get up to the front. Yeah, I thought like the safety car did roll into Red Bull's hands at a, at the right time, one hundred percent. Even the VSC, I was tell like I was I put in the group chat like I do not like VSCs. Yeah, and that's what I the podcast that was saying. Too. It is just a a waste. It's well, it's not a waste, but it's just like yeah, you neutralize it. But if if there's an incident. Just put the safety car out. Is it really that much worse? I think they're just trying to limit the amount of laps under caution because when the VSC does come out, it's like maybe a lap and a half it can get. Yeah, under they, the they gain. I think they gain or they lose ten seconds technically in the pit lane or something like that. That's what it think, averages out to. So I think your, yeah, your race stop, to race it, it, it yeah. Difference. So if you have uh, say it's a twenty-one second stop, I think today was eighteen. It was the average on like a full like on on like green green flag racing, and then under the VSC it's like twelve or something. Okay, and then under like a safety car it's like. Or some shit. Yes. So, like, it's, it is beneficial to do it under the VSC, for sure, if mm-hmm. you can get away with it. But, like you said, it's it's not the greatest idea. Like, no. No. And the broadcast was saying, too, maybe make a rule change that you cannot pit under VSC. Like, slow the cars down, but you can't come into the pit lane, but you can only come in the pit lane on a full safety car. I don't know. But then it's like, what, but then it's like, who, who, but then, like, who are you to tell the teams that they can't make a pit stop? Yeah. Exactly. So, like, what the the entire race just stops, basically, because yeah. all the cars are doing is just going around slowly on the track. It's like a formation lap. Yeah, they don't bunch up. Obviously, they don't bunch up. They yeah. just stay in the same distance, the same gap, and you you say you can't pit. I think that's. I think they should just get rid of VSC, regardless. I honestly think that it has something to do with less emissions, sort of thing. They don't want to deploy a car. Yeah, something that's so micro. Yeah, and we know by 2030 they want to be fully self-efficient, fully I think. Self, yeah, fully self-efficient, which so, is pretty sweet. No, that's amazing. It's, cool. I love it. I, I'm, I'm totally behind it, but it's just the way that they can maybe do it like or the way that they are going about things might be the wrong way, and it's going to be a learning curve. It's They're the first sport trying to take this, you know, to the next level. Big of a green green approach, right, to, yeah. to making their sport as like, fully efficient and eco-friendly as possible so like kudos to them obviously they're the, the biggest sport that's hurting yes like <laughs> the, the world basically as yeah, well exactly like so the they, traveling of formula one is insane yeah they should take initiative that with that but uh, they make all of their like boats and tr- planes self-sufficient on fuel oh, too God. i mean it's possible it is i think possible, it, that's gonna be a big test it is a big be yeah it's it's but they're trying they're trying something but that's what i'm saying which is cool it's gonna be a learning curve of like what works and what doesn't like maybe the vsc yeah. sounds good in theory but then something like this happens where it's like Okay, well, you just gave the race to another team because you're. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know, but, but then it's opportunity too. It's hard I, to explain. It's it's tough to explain. I you know I completely understand what you're saying, but like I'm arguing. I'm arguing myself. <laughs> like, yeah, I I don't even know how are we gonna win this argument. I'm fighting myself. <laughs> like, 
I'm, like, I'm making points for both sides, and then I shut yeah. the fuck up. It's just like contradicting each time. But I don't know, man. The thing is, too, is as fans and even as like strategists and teams, they they actually anticipate having a VSC or a yeah. safety car. So I think if you like, yeah, I'm fighting myself now. If I, if you take VSC out of the equation and then you strictly do safety car, well, I mean, there's that's less likely of a chance. Yes. You know what I mean? Because they can do a VSC if there is like debris on the track. Yeah, VSC. They can do a VSC, have a steward run out there, grab it off the track and then go. Yeah, for instance, a flare. A flare or a pigeon. A pigeon. <laughs> so they th- that's where a VAC comes into play. It lasts 30 seconds. Yes. Whereas a full a full safety car, they got to get the car out there. They got to regroup everyone together. Yep. It takes three laps to do it. Yeah, 100%. I, but I do enjoy that. I enjoy, like, I like think about how exciting it is having the cars packed up. Like Oh, yeah, because we love racing. It's Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. <laughs> and I'm racing. sure, like, even the drivers and the teams, yeah, they like, it's something, like I said, they anticipate, but it's... You think they're probably like, yeah, okay, this is fucking good. Now we're racing. Now we have a better chance. Michael Massey said it best. Toto, it's a motor race. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go racing. And that's what we want to see. Now he's a janitor. Now he's un- unemployed. <laughs> now he's filing EI yeah. with uh, the know, government with, of with the European Union. The UN. <laughs> yeah. The UN. Um, yeah, no, this this did end up being a pretty exciting race. I mean, it did take a while to get going. It's It wasn't until, like, yeah, like you said, like the Sonoda ordeal like lap 40 something of 72 is a 72 lap race it's yep. a pretty short short lap time mm-hmm. around zanvort but that happens the bottas uh safety car which should have been a full safety car yes yep down, that well yeah he's like right on the main down the main did street. you see signs signs overtook right next yeah. to bottas he didn't get telling you for that though eh? i can't believe that he he did a lot of questionable things this ferrari race. had and him day. and hamilton came together at the beginning of the first turn yeah, yeah. signs and ferrari had a day so it was under the and the Bottas safety car that's yes. fitted, and then that's when he which had the was lap release. sixty. Or there was what was it lap fifty seven? Yeah, so fifty seven. Okay, so Bottas goes in the uh, causes the safety car. Um, mostly all the cars basically come in at that point. I think actually some cars did have like a couple cars came in like right away because they were in the proper like pit window to be able to come in. Yes, so, like some cars were already past the pit lane, so they couldn't mm-hmm. do it. So a few cars came in, made pits for new so- new soft uh, tires, pretty much. For like a 15 to 14 laps of racing that they thought was going to happen. Yep. And then 57 comes around and then the entire grid basically makes a pit stop. Mm. Except uh, for Lewis Hamilton. Except for Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Again, he wanted to maintain track position. He stayed out in first. But then Verstappen's on soft. Russell's on soft. Leclerc's on soft. Perez was on mediums. Perez stayed out on mediums. And then Sainz was also on soft. But during the Sainz pit stop, unsafe release makes contact with, the, with Alonso, I believe. They're just he just can't putting more that. like Frankie said it best putting more fuel to fire yeah and that's for coming Ferrari and that's coming off a previous pit stop earlier on the race where he which was, was almost twelve I think seconds. it was uh, yeah he was sitting stationary stationary for like twelve point yeah. seven seconds yeah because they didn't so they were trying to make it seem like oh they didn't have uh sometimes when they put the tire blankets on they put them around the wrong compound. So they might have brought it in, brought it back. And then you hear Matteo Bonato say, yeah, no, the team was just absolutely not ready for the pit stop. Yeah. And then they go, how much time do they have? He said, oh, well, he was at the final corner or, or the second, you know, it comes down to the straight and then you go around up on the banking. Yep. He was coming down, making the ter- making the the right turn before the banking. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what turn it is. It's 19 or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, he, uh, so which the team does have a lot of time. Still. And that's your job. That's the only job. Like, like I said, Lloyd Christmas could have done that. <laughs> You'd be kidding me. Like when you see when you see like the the pit crew in like in the team garage there, it's literally their chair and then like their parts are right there. Yes. Like your, everything like, they need and they make it so it's ergonomic like oh, yeah, 100%. efficient. They yes. make it so that everything is it's like you it's like working a credit. Like everything is just like this is one job that you have to do. This is how you do it. And this is the most efficient efficient way of doing it. Yeah. It's like everyone's in like the same seat probably. Like this is your chair. This is where you sit. This is like the closest distance you can get to your tire. This is your fucking yeah. job. They engineer that stuff. What if they guys think taking, of like a stuff? test break or something? Could you, like are they allowed to take, are they allowed to go to the bathroom you think? They just go in their suits. They're like, the, Matias is like, you better piss in your suit, boy. Because <laughs> I thought, I thought, honestly, I swear to God, I thought maybe that was something that was actually happening because three out of the four tire teams we're all there on the scene at the right time. Could like, you imagine? Lorenzo's just taking a piss they found back there. <laughs> like, Luigi. Like, Mario and Luigi. Hey, hey, hey get over here. What are you stupid? Like, everyone's ready. And then there's the one guy with the gun just like... Dude, did you see they just... Uh, Checo ran over the gun too? Yeah. 
Again, that could be like, another penalty coming for Ferrari's oh way too. Fine, just, at least a, a financial fine because if yeah. it did cause any type of damage to the Red Bull car, they can fu- like. I know, and fucking incredible. What I'm starting to notice more and more about our podcast and about our video, we spend most of the time talking about Ferrari opposed yeah. to like the winner of the race. This is a Ferrari podcast, pretty much. It almost is. I don't want it to be that much because they stink. Right but now. It, they're the hot topic in Formula One right now for There's all the no, wrong like, reasons. Exactly, but that's what's drawing people into it. 100%. That's true. I know. I, they, and I'm and not. I'm not going to complain. I love the content, but it's do. just. I'd rather be talking about. I want to be talking battles. Yes, and, and or having the remember like I was saying at the beginning, it'd be great to have a three horse race at the top, which we thought we were going to have at the beginning of the year. It, it, all those, all the signs are pointing that direction. Yep. Not the Carlos signs, but all the other signs. <laughs> we're pointing the direction of a three horse race. The Carlos signs. Those um, signs just point directly to five second grid penalties. To all gravel time. traps and penalties. <laughs> 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 oh man but yeah no it's uh it would be nice to have formula one that like that you know and having that that that's exactly i think what all the fans want they don't want to have the domination from like that we've had for the last seven years from just one single person mm-hmm. and i think that i'll go back again to last year that's why last year's so exciting and so big for the sport is because like something something can always happen in formula one mm-hmm. and like we're seeing now, we have a 30-point difference between Mercedes and Ferrari. Yep. And we saw that Mercedes, like you said, given their struggles at the beginning of the year, the porpoising issues, the reliability, a um, couple of mistakes by the drivers, uh, but they're competing on a constructor's level with Ferrari, mm-hmm. which I think is, I did not I did not expect that, but we always did say don't sleep on Mercedes. Yeah, and they all see that as a huge success for them because coming off of the new regulations, they knew going off the start of the of the season that they were going to be down. Yep. Like they like, and they came on and said it. They did they did the right thing. They did what I wish Ferrari should be doing now. Ferrari or Mercedes got ahead of things and said, We're not gonna be very good. No. Like, we're gonna be slow for the first X amount of races. Toto Wolf came out and said, you know, we're having some issues. Be, like Lewis yep. came out and said, like the team's not ready. Whatever the case was, mm-hmm. they were getting out ahead of it saying, yes, like we're not going to be so hot. Ferrari, on the other hand, they just keep saying the most like ridiculous. I, like, they're just very generic, like uh, politician answers. Like, like, no, oh, like, we're, we're going to, you know, we're trying. Or yeah, we're, like we're no doing one this. wants to take responsibility for the problem. And that whatever. lies on the head of Mattia Bonato. A hundred percent. Absolutely. On that, on that. Curly head, curly headed, curly headed fuck head of his. <laughs> he looks like where's Waldo? He does look like where. <laughs> like honestly, this guy's. I mean, I don't it's know. It's awful. And I think. Um, oh, what was that? There's something on Twitter the other day that I I, I retweeted and I quote tweeted. Um, see if I can find it here really quick. Andrew does run our social media. I do. I try and do what I can for the team. Um, where was it? It was something about uh, Matia Bonato not saying that Ferrari has to make any changes or something like that, or saying something how it's um. Where is it here? Um, who was the guy? Who was the guy that? Uh, here, sorry, here it is. It says Matia Bonato says, "I think sometimes we are not doing mistakes when it may have been perceived as a mistake." And then my response was like, "If that's true, then this is just ignorance on behalf of him." Absolutely. Own your shit. Him not taking responsibility for all the problems at Ferrari. You're because running the show. Exactly. You're making the calls. You are the one that has control of all, everyone in the pit garage, and that's your job. You're the team principal. Mm-hmm. So you are making the decisions on whether the strategy goes through or what strategy you go on. Ultimately, yeah. it, you're the big dog. Yeah, I'm not necessarily saying it's him. Like he's not the one coming out there with the great ideas or not so great ideas. No, what goes on behind Ferrari, but he is the final say. Yes, he is the one to approve or disapprove. He has his finger on all the buttons, just like every other team principal and yep. every other strategist has. Yep, to be able to talk to anybody, he has to be able to listen to all the team radio. So he knows what's going on throughout the team, and he's allowing this shit to happen. Yep, and like you said, it's all approval. So everything that goes on through the pit lane, it's almost like it's at a request of Mattia. Exactly. There's no way that anyone is just making a decision single-handedly on their own. Everything is is brought forth as a team effort and then ultimately decided by Mattia. Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly what it is. So that being said, some responsibility, some... um, Yeah, yeah, responsibility has to lie on him for the majority, not some. The majority of responsibility has to rely on him because, again, he is the one making the final, final call. Yep. And if we see it week in, week out, and we're starting that Ferrari's making the mistakes, someone's got to come for this guy. I feel bad. I don't want to get anyone fired. I don't. I'm not saying anyone should be fired. Well, I yeah, I I think, but he should definitely be fired. Again, he's the constant. 
He is. He's the common denominator. Yeah. Is Mattia Bonato. And we have said this. We've talked about this before previously. I think it was maybe race six or seven this year mm-hmm. that we were just saying at, at some point, Ferrari, they need to do some in-depth look at who is making the mistakes and who do we need to replace so that we can no, continuously not make these blatant, blatant mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's that, like you said, like that's just ignorance on him. Yeah. Of just kind of, you know, uh, what is that? What's that saying? It's like, uh, Ignorance is bliss or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Where he just like puts everything in the back of his mind, just puts away and he's like, ignores it. He's like, oh no, I don't think that there's a problem. Hey guys, my camera died. So here's the game for 23 minutes. Sorry. Yeah, he's living in fairytale land. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I, fantasy island. I guess he doesn't want, he probably doesn't want to draw attention to himself because like who would? Yeah. But as the team principal, you have to own your shit. Mm-hmm. Like you see it all the time. And, and football is probably the biggest thing. Football is the most, like NFL football. Yep. Is the most. Um, camaraderie based like sport I think there is like you're all brothers you're all getting in the trenches all the cliches so out there yep when you see mistakes happen during football matches football matches football <laughs> games like NFL games <laughs> I got footy fans on my head yeah <laughs> um, when you see that happening the, the the head coach gets out at the end of the day at the end of the game and does his press conference yep and he says that's on me like he gets out ahead of it and says that's my that's my job I'm the head coach I got to do better. There you go. I got to, you know, exactly. You're owning your responsibilities. Not, yeah. This time out was not the right point. This play that I drew up was not the right call. Mm-hmm. Even if it's your offensive coordinator who makes the play call, it comes through the coach last. Yes. So he, he overhears it and says, that was my bad. Like I should have yeah. maybe done this or that differently. But Nato's just like, eh. yeah, but you also have to look okay. at the history of Ferrari. It's almost like they can never do anything wrong and that everything that they do is right. And no one can tell them that. It's, and that's just been the Ferrari history. Mm-hmm. Like we know best. Ferrari knows yeah, best. It is ignorance. It's, and that's it is. and but that's one hundred percent what it is. Clearly, also, but that's Italian culture too. When you think about it, that's like very yeah, like very is. arrogant. Frankie would love this podcast. Yeah, this would be a good one for. This Frank. would be a great one for Frankie. Maybe we'll try and like tune him in or something during the week. He yeah, can, uh, you know, give us time in. Yeah, because he will be in Italy. Wow, yeah. this is a really Italian podcast. It is. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and it's unfortunate he's not here. I'm sure he could have a lot to say about this race in particular too. Yeah, he did in our group chat off camera. Yeah, he was blowing it up. Yeah, he was he was not happy. Um, yeah, so I, Sorry, I, just, I just think, you know, it's it's another race where, again, we're, we're focusing on Ferrari, not for any positive reasons that much. I mean, getting a P3 is probably the best they could have done this race. Yep. Um, I mean, starting on the grid, P2 and P3, you would think they were going to both be finishing the podiums, but again, just mm-hmm. shit happens, yep. and we know yep. that happens like, to any team in a race. Yeah. And just another dominant performance by Max Verstappen. And, and again, props to the Red Bull strategist, Schmitzy. Schmitzy, yeah. But they, they always, I find like they always have a find a way to to just get it right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what they do get things thrown at them that can benefit them. But they also you can you can look at how they can hurt them. But they've always made I feel like the right decision on the events that have happened. So for example, the safety car today, pitting Max and putting him on the softs, giving up that position. Yeah, I think that that was a really smart call. He won on a four stop. There you go. He he made four pit stops today. And beginning, I mean, when when Mercedes start with, yeah, he started on softs. He went on mediums, went soft, on hards, soft, and then he went back on soft. softs. Yeah, and opposed to the Mercedes who started on mediums and they had the best strategy going for them, they were going to do a one stop. Yeah, Mercedes was was poised to do a one stop on mediums to hards, and then again they kind of sewered Lewis a little bit by putting on the mediums when yep. when there's a VSC out there, but. I don't know. It's it, again. It just goes to show, like you have to be a risk taker. It doesn't always pan out for you. No. Nope. But if you don't take a hundred percent of the shots, wait, what's, what's the saying? If you don't, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's it. Fuck. I fucked miracle. Fuck that one up. Wayne Gretzky. You miss a one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And Mercedes took a shot with Russell today. Um, uh, Red Bull took a shot with Verstappen again, pinning him on the softs. Yep. Which which was I think a smart and actual logical call. It was. For Russell again, we will we'll touch on it again. For Russell to make that call on his own merit, that's that's smart. That's really he's smart. a good driver, man. He's he is smart. good. He's smart, and he's like we said, he's like always been like that Mercedes poster boy. Yeah, and I think like going into next year too, where all these cars are hopefully gonna have all their their problems ironed out, like especially the Mercedes. It's gonna be great to see Russell and Hamilton battle it out, and we actually did see it today. We did. Russell yep. almost came together with Hamilton. Yeah. Um, I don't know whose fault that was really. I, maybe Russell just thought Hamilton was going to move over, but yeah, Hamilton did, did not he move parked, over he at all. Bus. And 
Yeah, it's that's that's flamey. I I cannot imagine that it's going to be a happy uh, Mercedes camp for the rest of the day. Yeah, and we haven't seen anything yet, but I'm sure some stuff's going to come out with Hamilton in oh, this post race. I can't wait. So we'll try and get that out on Twitter as well. Our Twitter feed is uh, at Bros and F1. If you guys want to check that out, let's go. If you guys want to check that out on Twitter, check us out on Instagram. We do posts pretty much daily. Um, some good content. We'll repost a lot of things. Yep. And that's where we share a lot of our our outlets to to the podcast and to the video portion. We have a YouTube channel as well. We have us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So if you can't find us, that's on your that's your fault. We're on email. We're also. everywhere. We are, yeah, with the email. We Brezen, are on email. Brezen F1. Was it Brezen F1? Brezen F, Brezen F1 at gmail.com. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like the name for everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Brezen F1. Brezen at everything. Brezen, Brezen F1 at everything. BRZN. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's actually funny. Frankie, when he was... Uh, so we, we got in the hat. We have the merch hats. And Did the you shirts. get in the hat? Is that, I, is that what you guys were texting about? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you're in London? I'm like, Frankie's at Andrew's house? What? Yeah. So we got the merch hats out there. I got Frankie one for him for him to get to Monza. Yeah. So I said, you know, promote the brand out there in Italy and everything. So he goes, oh, yeah, sure, for sure. I'll wear it, whatever. But then he goes, by the way, like, what the fuck is Brezen? <laughs> like, he's like, it's people... <laughs> It's like people, people are going to ask me what it is. Like it's like my mom's going to ask me like what what is this on your head? Yeah, what is beers the end? So I had explained them. So for all yeah. of our followers who don't know, yes, we are we're cousins. We're cousins. Andrew and I are cousins, but we had a other cousin that like we're all brothers. So we just we called it Brezen. Yeah, brother cousins. Brother cousins. We got we, are, we got pretty close. Cousins. Yeah, like years yeah. ago, years ago, like we hung out a lot. Got pretty yeah. close. So now all of our yeah, all of our it's cousins are brothers. We're all brothers, yeah. So I thought what other fitting name to use for the podcast? But the Brothers F1. F1 podcast. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And it does it has a good ring to it too. Brothers. Yeah. I, like I think that. it does. I think it does too. Some people might hate it, but yeah. I think I, love I still it. think it looks like Dazone. <laughs> Dozen. Dazen. We don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> um so yeah, if you guys want to hit us up on any other social media outlets, anything like that, we'll we'll be here. We'll obviously Love to respond and love to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, we do like, actually, we have been getting on Twitter, Andrew's been getting some feedback um, from a from a couple people, yep. so, uh, mainly on the Piastri um, problem. So Let's get into that if you want. We do have Piastri in the seat for McLaren 2023. Um, kind of a fucking dick move by McLaren. A little bit. The fucking <laughs> just, bit. what was it? When Ricardo finished, what, P18 in uh, Silverstone? Silverstone. He was like, they signed him the next day, Piastri. And he didn't know that. Either. And he had no idea up until when they said that he's not renewing his contract, which was last week. Mm-hmm. And they bought him out for that, what, $21 million or something 21 like that? $21 yeah. And uh, yeah, he just found out this weekend that Piastri signed the deal, like, what was Silverstone two months ago? Yeah, at least. It was uh, back in May. June, end, of, June. end of June, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they sat on that for a while. They did. So he... That means that oh. Piastri... Okay, so before this entire fiasco happened with Fernando Alonso and... Piasco. Yeah, the Piasco. Yeah, <laughs> Piasco. So that means that before all of this happened and Piastri did make that tweet, he was already signed for McLaren next year. Yeah. So bad call on Otmar Safnauer because they 100% knew that there was... that This seals the deal that there was nothing in writing. There was no talks. There was virtually no way that fucking Piastri is racing for LP next year. Yeah. All this was signed behind closed doors before the Vettel retirement announcement, mm-hmm. before the Alonso signing. Right after Aston Silverstone, Martin, dude. That was like before, a month after. Yeah. Like, because all the Vettel stuff happened right after Hungary, right before the, the summer break. So yeah. this was signed like, yeah, months ago. Yeah. There was, well, we had, there was Silverstone and then it was the French Grand Prix and then it was Hungary. So that's two two races, two races, which is probably three, three weeks. weeks at least, yeah. And then three week break, so six weeks, so a month and a half of like keeping under wraps. It's almost two months to so keep you under wraps of the Dude. new signing. And like I don't know, it's if, bad like, on Alpine. That means that, that I think Pierre Gasly is going to Alpine next year. Yeah, it seems like what's what's kind of leaning towards. Um, that'd be a good little little battle. I mean, he has crazy pace, as we know. Pierre Gasly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this weekend he had a he had what he had was it P F P two. Or FP3, he had uh, his car, I don't know if he overheated or something. He had an issue? He had an issue, yeah. But Finished P11 this race. That's not bad. Not bad, but it's not I the think... points. But he's definitely a, a def, like a top seven driver, Yeah, and I would say, I, I if feel he's like, in the right car. Yeah, and I, I feel like like our podcast, like, a, like other media outlets too, 
we talk heavy about like the top cars and top constructors. Yep. There are five or six other teams <laughs> that also race. Yes. Um, <laughs> but there's not like there's nothing to really talk about with no, those guys. There's really not. But um, I, mean, I I would say that like talking about the Ricardo and the Piastri is like kind of the lowest we're gonna go. And then yeah. we have Alonso at Aston Martin next year. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. That and there's not like you hear a lot of news from yeah like, Formula One in general on those. Yeah. Drivers. When you when you look at the table at the end of the, at the race results, it's like. From P nine and down, it's kind of the same people, just in different positions. Um, like Gasly and, the, and Sonoda being those top towers coming off what they did last year, I thought they're going to be so good. I did. I, I fucking thought. They'd I be thought so, they were going to so be good. so good too. So I think him. Fishing, you did. I thought Aston Martin was going to be good. Yeah, I thought Gasly. I, dude, they were the fastest on the straight this weekend. They were quick. Vettel was like three oh six kilometers an hour. Shout out Stroll another P ten. I still don't. You can't, you can't take it away from him. Like, this goes back last week when we were talking if he deserves it on merit. I guess, yeah. He qualified P8, I think, right? Yeah. No, P10. He, he, couldn't, he P10? couldn't finish Q3. Oh, that's right. That's right. But um, he, right. I think what's happening at Aston Martin is they know that Vettel's not coming back next year. So they're not, I don't I don't think they're developing much of Vettel's car. They're going to really wait. Shit. They're waiting, but all the money is going to be going into Stroll's car for development, which is why we actually see him I don't know if the last two tracks are actually suit Aston Martin well. Um, we know that it's really it's fast in a straight line. So is the Williams. The Williams is really yep. fast in a straight line, but Zandvoort's not a straightforward track. No, it's definitely not. Um, but, but we're Monza. going somewhere next week. Yep, Monza. Monza. Italian, I I can't wait. Italian uh, Grand Prix. One of the this biggest. is this is where Ferrari needs this win. Yeah, they have to win. And I I said if Ferrari wins in Monza this weekend, coming up. I, I don't think Ferrari is going to win again the rest of the year. But in their eyes, they might say, like, all is good now. We yeah, oh, it's we, great. We, we hit our it. milestone. We, we won goal. Monza. And one, two, Ferrari Monza is, I don't I don't know when the last time that happened, so I'm not, I'm not even going to go into that and go into those depths, but I'm sure it was a long time ago, a one, two in Monza. That's got to be, like, probably with Vettel and Vettel Raikkonen, maybe. I'm gonna look. I don't. No, I'm not looking it up. I don't want. <laughs> it's gonna take a long time to search for. Probably. But yeah, it's been almost a decade, maybe almost eight years. I don't maybe. even know what. It, I don't know. Um, that would be the goal, clearly. But unfortunate for them, there's two other navy blue cars. There are. That are gonna be ahead of them. And there, we know how fast the Red Bull is in a straight line. Yeah. Um, and like you said, like this could be another. This could be a race where. There could be some surprises. Like there could be a Aston Martin finishing P6. There could you don't be know. Albon. Williams could getting, be Q three again. Get another Q three, yeah, with that big straight. In, that's, um, that's what it is. You have the, the straight line speed of the car. Um, Mercedes. It's been traditional that the Mercedes power unit has been slower than the Ferrari mm-hmm. for the beginning of the year, but now as we're seeing these cars, the Williams, the Mercedes themselves, the Aston Martin, the Ferrari power or the Mercedes powertrain is coming alive, yep. um, especially with high ride heights. So, uh, we'll see. Like we saw in Belgium last weekend, Albon, you know, you get the ride height up in, in Belgium. You don't need as much downforce. It's yeah. high speed. Pretty much a flat track. You know, Monza's very, it's a flat track. Very it's flat. just balls to the wall. Yep. Um, so, I would expect next weekend to see some Mercedes-powered cars to be up up in the top 10. Yeah. Um, and also, the Alpine, the Renault, is very fast in a straight line, too. So it's gonna to next weekend's actually I think it's gonna be for prediction wise. Do you want to do predictions? Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, I would I would say okay, you're gonna have a, a Leclerc Verstappen battle in Q one and Q three. Leclerc's gonna get pole. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm just talking top top two. Yep. Race day, Verstappen's gonna pull it out, and I'm gonna say that Ferrari's gonna have a fucking implosion again on the strategy <laughs> I'm, that, one, in, one in doubt exactly but it's every weekend and, and they haven't done anything to really steer our minds the other I way know, like i know it's not they haven't had a spectacular weekend maybe austria was their last spectacular weekend well no that's when no signs burned out in austria didn't he oh our, when, when did ferrari finish p like their last back to back? one two did they have a one two this year yeah, I think they definitely had at least a one-two, um, but they did win back-to-back races that week. So they won Austria and, and they then won Silverstone, Fran- and then the French Grand Prix too. Maybe they were back to back. They won three. Did they? Silverstone was Sainz, Austria, Leclerc. 
And France was Leclerc also. Are you sure he won France? Did he win France or did Verstappen win France? For some reason, I thought that... I think Verstappen won France. I thought that... Uh, here, one sec. Well, I was, I'm just trying to say that they haven't had like a perfect weekend. And if they did, it might have been like the second race of the year or something. Yes. You know? Um, it's been a long time. They've definitely had a lot more like fuck-ups than they've had positive results as a team um, this year. Oh, sorry. Verstappen. Verst- yeah, Verstappen won by 10 seconds. And Hamilton <laughs> and Russell were in the, yeah, Ferrari wasn't even in the top fucking three. In yeah, France? I'm, yeah, I was completely wrong with that. <clears throat> so I was, no, I'm, I was definitely thinking of Austria. It's been a minute. Yeah, it has been a minute. <laughs> like, so we had Great Britain. And yeah, Leclerc won in Austria with Verstappen and Hamilton. Um, dude, Hamilton's been on the podium. It's been a handful of times now. He's he's been Fuck. there. He's, he's been done on the podium his job. like from Great Britain until this weekend. He's uh, done his Ham- job until actually Belgium. He's been on the podium. Yeah. So th- four races in a row, he's been on the podium, and it's been. Fuck, dude! The la- out of the last four races, you've had uh, two Mercedes on the podium. Yeah, he's kind of clawed his way back. I mean, uh, Russell still has uh, a thirty-point advantage on him on the driver standings, mm-hmm. and which is realistically a DNF for Russell. Yeah, it's and, it's a uh, yeah, it's a no point. Yeah, it's it's, it's a P eleven versus a, you know a P three with exactly. Hamilton. That's going to claw him right back into it. But again, it just goes back to early success that Russell had this year. Lewis oh. was not adapting the car as good. I have the uh, the Hamilton interview. Oh, right here. Do you Cute. guys do you want to? Uh, yeah, cue it up. Cue it up, and I'll just like put my microphone to it or something. Yeah, try it. Yeah, do that. We'll see how it goes. Race, you thought the win was on there. So, how are you feeling right now? I feel okay now. <laughs> um, but just up and down in emotions through that race, you know. Um, at the start, obviously, the little tangle with um, Carlos and the worry that I might not finish the race again, and then going through the race and getting on the one stop and really challenging think we we're going to fight for this win i really really thought we we were going to be there fighting for this win and then the safety car came out completely screwed us and and then i'm standing sitting there and i'm in the lead but i i know no matter how good or bad a restart i get i won't be able to hold these guys up uh keep them behind and then to see it sit through my fingers it was it was a. Uh, there was such an outburst of emotions, but so apologies to my team for that. But that's just also I don't want to apologize in terms of my passion. That's just sometimes how it goes. And th- but there are so many positives to take from today. So many positives in this weekend. We were finally there fighting the Red Bulls today, and that's a great, great feeling. So I want to take that forwards. Our pit stops were mega, like the best pit stops we've had. Um, and I, when we had those, I was like, geez, these guys are, these guys are ready for this win. <laughs> but, you know, we were just unfortunate. And, um, you know, we move on onwards and upwards. So it must feel like that first win this year isn't far away now. No, it, it definitely does. But it's, it's, it's like sometimes it's right there with you and then sometimes it's miles away. So I don't know what to expect in the next races. But I hope that we have another track that suits our car like this one. And if so, we will be bringing down the next again. Great stuff. Thank you. There you go, folks. Not bad. You've heard it from the horse's mouth. He is a PR's dream. <laughs> he, just, he just says the right things like, all he the does. time. He does. Like, he does. I thought he was actually going to start crying there. Yeah. In the video. Well, he, I just saw it slip through my finger. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, <laughs> he, feel like hard, he feels hard done by by the team. 100%. And he, you heard at the beginning of that, he he was choked up. He was emotional at the beginning of that interview mm-hmm. with Lawrence Bonetto. Bonetto? Lawrence Bonetto. Lawrence Bonetto, yeah. Um, but he, again, he just comes back and says the right thing. He, he apologized to the team. He says, we're going to yeah. get him back next time. We're going to just keep fighting. Him making the comment about racing the Red Bulls, I don't know. I don't really agree with that. Um, Checo, maybe. Yeah, like, but not Max. But not Max. I mean, and then that's no way. Th- yeah. You can say you're racing I would, one yeah. half of the Red Bulls. I wouldn't say that they were really fighting with yeah. the Red Bulls today. Yeah. Um, since I don't think I don't think Checo was has, was on form at all this weekend. I don't think that like Max likes a a relatively pointy car, of a loose rear end. Checo doesn't, mm-hmm. but they've been suiting the car more towards what Max likes, and they've always done it more towards what Max likes. So, hundred oh, percent. I think yeah. it was a, just a tough track for Checo in general. Because he was really, really far off the pace from the start of the race, too. He was losing a lot to Hamilton, like two two seconds, I think, at one point. Um, 
and that was just uh that was just um sorry just watching something on the okay. TV there um but yeah that was just kind of a i felt like just it wasn't shackles weekend that's all no and that's again trying to say. for him to finish what he got p4 well, he, yeah, he got the signs got the grid penalty. Oh, P5, P5, sorry. Sign, yeah, he was P6, but signs got the five second penalty. Yeah, he had a Perez had a kind of shitty start to the race. Mm-hmm. Um, so for him to kind of finish P5, it's not ideal. I mean, starting, starting on the grid, um, he was fifth. he was P, he was P5. So yeah. he he started and finished. He finished P5. where he started, but you know, in the car when you see Max doing as good as he is doing, and then yes. where you finish, kind of like what happened last week at Spa with that. Huge gap that Max had to like every driver, not just, not just the Mercedes or, yeah. or or Ferrari, but to actually Checo too. Yeah, he's got to feel a little bit hard done by, but again, I would he's, say so. he's been Mister Consistent for them too. He is. He's been he's he has been like you said, Lewis is a PR dream, Perez is a team dream. Yeah, ultimate. He teammate. is just the best, one of the best teammates. You even saw today he was fighting with Lewis to get him to not you know make the undercut on on or not was yeah they were technically it was an undercut I think. Or no, Lever, sorry, Hamilton was in the lead. It wasn't. Yeah. I think Red Bull. Yeah, it was just weird. <laughs> I I don't know what I was trying to go and with there. Just the last. The I got piece so bad. Right <laughs> the now. last thing I want to say before we wrap <laughs> is, um, I, I want to. I do want to give Mercedes a little bit more credit because coming into this year, the first few races of the season, they were like, we have to battle Alpine. We have to battle McLaren. Yeah, and that's our goal to finish like ahead of those guys. We're gonna race Norris hard. We're gonna race Alonso and Ocon hard. Yep. They've so far surpassed those teams now. They have, and they've clawed their way back, and they're saying we're racing Ferrari now, like a hundred percent. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. But I, I also do think the last two tracks suited this car really well. It has, but then and that was you heard Lewis say, hopefully the next track suit our car well again. And I, what do we have? Monza next, and he's had success at Monza. He has had success, so it, it's a very high speed track, straights, like we were saying. So it could be another Mercedes good weekend next weekend which i didn't really say anything about but i gotta pee so bad that's all right we'll wrap it up i gotta urinate everyone <laughs> that's all right urinate all over my pants i'm gonna be like the guy in the ferrari garage you piss yourself son yeah luigi hold it in right now luigi luigi go pee pee so hey. next weekend monza we're hoping hoping that frankie's gonna uh gonna maybe get some he's got a scalp ticket he's, he's does, gotta get he's there. gotta get tickets frankie you better get if you're listening to this i know you're listening to this you better be you're part of the present f1 podcast you get fucking tickets to go to monza if not, we'll try and get him in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll see if we can get Frankie. We'll get Ferrari Frank from live from Italy, which is like basically what was that from the movie? Just go with it. Oh. Like that's like watching Ronald, that Ronald McDonald eating a cheeseburger off the grimace or something like that. Oh, the iPod guy, the iMan. <laughs> the I- I- man. The That'd I- be man. like Ferrari Frank <laughs> watching the Ferraris in Italy. I was like watching the what was it the. Uh, the iMan saying go for the iPhone no, on the was, iPod. The, the man who created the iPod saying go for the iMan on the iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just watched the movie last incredible. night. Incredible. I just incredible. watched it last night. So funny. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up here. Um, yeah, like Andrew was saying, make sure you guys like and subscribe to our channel. Uh, we'll see you guys again next weekend. And make sure you guys follow for daily content. Yep. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.